0: Hello, this is our response of sorts to a recent video by Stefan Molyneux, and I like Stefan Molyneux, and I usually like his videos, but this one I honestly thought was just awful. And, uh, it's called While Society Collapses, I think it was put up on... was it? I I don't know, it was about a week ago now. Um... And in this, he is called by, it's one of his call-in shows, and he's called by some guy, I don't know where he's from. Difficult to place the accent. I thought East European, but I'm not sure. And he's called by this guy who basically says um, something like, how can we save Europe? How do you motivate people to, you know, wake up and all this? And Stefan launches into a huge... Diatribe, which was fine, you know, it's it's his show and all that. I'm not complaining, um, but he went on for about half an hour. Well, this guy was just silent all that time, and he, Stefan, went on about reason, logic, and evidence. His three, his three things that he, he swears by, and um, what he was saying was that he was you can you can only try for so long uh, to get people in general, the public to accept, to respect, and utilise reason, logic, and evidence. And that he was tirelessly trying to do that, and I think he is, to his credit. I think Molyneux is uh, tirelessly trying to do that. But I think it's, well, I think it's mistaken to think that, see, he reaches a large audience, and so he perhaps thinks that he can reach the public in general, but I don't think he can. I think he can reach the types of people who like Stefan Molyneux videos. And it would be a big mistake for him to think that that's the public in general, because it isn't. Um, People who are inquisitive and intelligent and all that, and, uh, well, people who are intelligent and inquisitive, will be attracted to the analytical side of his channel. But also, over and above that, this has just occurred to me right now, a lot of the people who watch Molyneux Will not be that intelligent, and they will not be. They will not want to weigh things up for themselves. They'll simply want to listen to him weighing things up, and then believe what he says. Now, a lot of people, and there's nothing wrong with that, but this actually gets to the well one of the cruxes of the matter. People ultimately want to be led, and so that's another. That's a second reason why Molyneux is mistaken to think that what people need is reason, logic, and evidence. And uh, the other reason is that people are not logical. And I'll get, I'll get to that later. Um, but yeah, so for, for now, let me concentrate on the, this part of it. Um, he seems to think that, and it, it really did surprise me, the naivety of this surprised me. Molyneux seems to think that if you can get most people to be reasonable and logical, and rational and all that, then you'll save society. And of course, his notion of what that will be like just happens to be exactly the kind of society that he wants, a you know, small government and all that, maximum freedom. And I wonder, actually, if you can feel romantic about such a society. I'm not sure. Maybe, pre- presumably, he does. Presumably, he himself, Molyneux is, does have romance about this, this vision that he has. But I think most people wouldn't, because it's too empty for them. It's not organic. It's just a blueprint that that spells freedom. Well, that's not enough that that's not enough for most people to get excited about. Precisely because it is so well blank slate, frankly, in terms of what it means for them. What what are they going to do with that? And how do they connect to it emotionally? It's just it's empty. There's no other word for it. <clears throat> But as for this thing about reason, logic and evidence, that those are beyond most people. And I don't say this in, in a smug, self-congratulatory way. Indeed, I think my own uh, capacity for handling logic and so on is limited. But that gives me an insight into what I think is very, very typical, very normal. I mean, most people are not like this. They're not calculators, they don't want to contend with the world in a cold mathematical way. They want familiarity and
1: simplicity and poetry.
0: They want something that is not... They want something that they can love and be reassured by. They don't want to be this desperado constantly working everything out for himself. Indeed, I think that people like Molyneux perhaps flatter themselves when they say that they are like that. You know, when they place themselves in that role, I often think that libertarians are flattering themselves. Um, but that's that's another matter. Um, so, being uber rational, working everything out for yourself, what that means for most people is that they that presents the likelihood that they will have to go against the received wisdom of their society and of their age. And very few people want to do that. I mean, we can talk about the emo rebel teenager, but most people grow out of that phase for a damn good reason. They need to conform. Most people need to be followers, both for their own peace of mind and for the good of society. You can't have millions of people working against each other. And, uh, Ultimately, that's what it means for most people to be working things out for themselves. They're going to reach, if that if they could do that, if they even could do that, it would result in millions of different worldviews. Conflicting with each other, competing against each other. You can't have that. No society would survive like that. <laughs> so we're not evolved to be this way that would not work. We're evolved to be a way that does work. And then later on in the video, Molyneux is bemoaning that, again, he's bemoaning that most people are not logical and they don't listen to reason. And then he pours some scorn, frankly, and it's not very nice. Honestly, this is why I really didn't like this video. It was very contemptuous of the rabble. And I think that it's incumbent upon an elite, and Molyneux undoubtedly is a member of the, the intellectual elite, it's incumbent upon the elite to not get carried away with feeling superior. I mean, you are superior, but you've got to keep that in perspective. And I think that Molyneux occasionally fails to do so, and this is a damn good example, this video is a damn good example of him failing to do so because the fact is that while you as a, a rationalist a philosopher a logician while you are working towards the truth all of those people
1: who don't listen to you and who can't think like you
0: they are all working towards other things they might and that might well mean that they have to ignore your your truth, your findings, and I say your truth as opposed to the truth, because of course each individual philosopher will come up, produce his own worldview, his truth. So the rabble might not have any use for that, and they might not have any capacity to understand it, and they might well, very, in all likelihood, they won't have any time to understand it. But in the meantime, they are working towards other things, which are not necessarily in conflict with the, with the philosopher's truth. So to see them as rivals would be a mistake, and also to see them as failures would be a mistake, because they've failed to grasp your worldview, and because they've failed to embrace the tools that you use to produce that worldview, reason, logic, evidence, and so on. That does not mean that they are failures, and it doesn't mean that they are beneath contempt or beyond hope beyond any chance of redemption. That's a ridiculous thing to think. They're just being normal people. They're being the rabble. And you have to have patience with them, and you have to have respect for them. And and that means knowing your own limits and understanding your own limited Ability to interact with the world in general, you are just another flawed human being, even if you're an extraordinary one. So, then we move on to the next thing that Molyneux says. He says, because the guy, the caller, is asking about how to save Europe and all this, and Molyneux says... He talks about how if you're in a relationship with or friendship with somebody who is destroying themselves, who is very depressed and self-destructive, then they end up sapping you of your energy. Fair enough, that's true. But Molyneux says, I won't mourn someone who doesn't help themselves. And that struck me. That I was really quite shocked by that statement. It's one thing to say I won't help somebody who won't help themselves, although I think even that is rather cold, because some people are not in a position, they're not in a condition to help themselves, but they will be in the future if you nurture them, if you look after them. But to say that you won't even mourn them, like, I won't help them and I won't even mourn their passing when they, when they do succeed in destroying themselves is uh, just not very nice. Um, and I think, that Molyneux there, and this this comes up again later. But I think when he says I won't mourn somebody, and he means Europe, he means that Europe right now is so self-destructive, the civilization, that there's no point mourning it, and there's no point trying to help it anymore. He seems to have reached this conclusion at some point. I didn't know that he had reached that conclusion. I watched his videos quite closely, but I didn't know that he had passed this threshold that he has his patience had run out. Anyway, going by this video, maybe he was playing devil's advocate, but going by this video, it seems like he now just assumes Europe is over. And so the thinking person concerned with the survival of Europe should accept that Europe is not going to survive and should disengage from that battle, that struggle. But I think that when Molyneux says that, and later things as well, He is speaking from the perspective of an atomized individual who does not really belong to any group. I mean, I know his ethnic background is quite mixed. And also he, I think he was born in Ireland, grew up in England and then moved to Canada. So it's all Anglo, but even so he has German DNA and what else, other things as well. So, I think he doesn't really belong anywhere. And he copes with this remarkably well. But, well, he copes with it through the, he copes with it by not being romantic about his being in the world, at least group based being in the world. He copes, but, and instead switching to being a calculator, reason, logic, and evidence. And in that condition, He will care about his nation, his civilization, only on certain conditions. Um, his, His patriotism is conditional because he's not tied to his nation, to his civilization. It is basically a contract. And if the nation ceases to be what he requires it to be or understood it to be, then his patriotism runs out. That's how it seems. Or his interest in saving the nation runs out. And again, I think this is the attitude of somebody who doesn't belong to a nation. He's Canadian. God knows what that means nowadays. I think it meant something 50 years ago. And I don't really think it means very much now. Um, hopefully that could be saved, that could be reversed. But in the meantime, you've got people like Molyneux Who seems in some ways an ideal Canadian because he, he does just obeys the social contract, contract, pays his taxes, obeys the law, buys products. You know, and, and so, and I'm not in any way trying to say that Stefan Molyneux is not a productive, fruitful, worthwhile human being. I'm saying that in terms of his relationship to society, it does seem very, well, like a contract. But most people are not like this. Even today. Even today, most people are not like this. And what's more, I think, again, we're evolved to not be like that. We're evolved to belong to a place and to belong to a tribe, a people.
1: I think it's not natural for us
0: and not healthy for us and not typical for us to exist in the way that Molyneux seems to, be, seems to be existing himself and recommending that everyone else exist. Basically, waiting for their nation to prove itself to them before they have loyalty towards it. Waiting for their people to prove themselves to them as an individual before they have loyalty to that people. That, again, just as not everyone can be a, reason, a reasonable, logical calculator and thinking their worldview for themselves... Also, you can't have that situation either, where people demand that the society justifies itself to them before they have any loyalty towards it. That also wouldn't work, for the same reasons. You'd have just endless chaos. And then later on, Stefan asks rhetorically, in what I thought was a rather cruel moment to the caller, he said, what is so great about Europe right now? Because the caller was saying, we've got to save Europe. Stefan said, what's so great about Europe right now? And the answer to that is, first of all, the potential. Show me another place on Earth that has the potential of, of Europe. I mean, obviously there's Canada and America, Australia and New Zealand. But they don't have the deep roots that Europe has. That's the first thing. The, the deep, nourishing roots that Europe has. Then there is the history, the, the roots themselves. Which you, that is great about Europe right now. That's something that's great about Europe, and it's not great about about America or Canada or Australia or New Zealand, or South Africa for that matter. The incredible dense history that is there is an asset in and of itself. No, even an asset. God, that sounds disgusting. It's something that should be worshipped in and of itself. So that's the first thing. But then the other thing, even without the the civilization and the culture and all that, ethnic loyalty dictates that you must do everything you can to save Europeans. Your own family, your own brand of Europeans, first and foremost, but then all the other types of Europeans as well. Ethnic loyalty demands that you look above and beyond the present circumstances of your people and see their eternal
1: version. The eternal version of them.
0: And that's how ultimately things get done. Because you can't have people negotiating from one moment to the next whether they're going to be loyal or not. There has to be a romance about the long term story of their people.
1: <clears throat> so then.
0: Uh, sort of repeating his earlier rhetorical question, Stefan said Europe, what have you done for us lately? And he mentioned two world wars, imperialism, fiat currency and so on. And and then he answered his own question, uh, what, what the good things that, about Europe right now. He said some nice architecture from a long time ago, some good traditions from clever Europeans a long time ago. That was it. That's all that's uh, It's all that Europe has done for us lately, and it's all that it's got to offer us here and now and in the future. Uh, Some nice architecture and some good traditions. So this gets us to real civic nationalist territory here. And uh, I I would even say conservative territory. Nice architecture, just some decoration and some good traditions, just some good rules, conventions that, that we can employ. Utility. It's pure utility. And then the nice architecture is just, that's trivial. I mean, architecture is not trivial, but when when you say that you'll save it on the basis that it's nice, that is trivial. Because again, you're just interacting with the surface level of things. And saying you'll save it not because it's
1: ancient, not because it's ours, but because it's nice. That just doesn't seem a serious way of living to me. And
0: then he says, talk me out of this, persuade me. He says that to the caller. (coughs) And the caller, I can't remember his answer, but it relates to ancestry, which is the answer that I would have given. I'd have said, well, (laughs) we owe this to our ancestors and our descendants, who could be, um, but only if we fight for it, you know. But I would have said, we owe it to our ancestors. And that's what the caller said, something to that effect. And Stefan Molyneux replied, Ancestors. If you have to go back 150 years, that's kind of a stretch. And again, this just seems like the words of an the of an atomized individual. 150 years is nothing. I mean, maybe he's talking from a New World perspective, in which case 150 years might seem like a, a long time. But he should know better than this. You know, because he did grow up in Ireland and England. You should understand this.
1: That there is, you know, there there are ancient
0: things far older than 150 years which create a sense of warmth and, well, not just a sense of warmth, real. They create real familiarity and meaning, deep meaning. So it annoyed me to see him ignoring and downplaying that. If you have to go back 150 years, that's kind of a stretch. I don't have anything anymore to say about that. I'll just uh, get to my conclusion, what I was going to say. I think that Stefan Molyneux here, and again, I usually like his videos, so it's disappointing to see him do this, but it is something that I've seen pop up here and there before. He's falling into the trap that often befalls elites, especially elites who pride themselves on their sophistication. And the trap is that they reject sentimentality, or another word would be a romance, and that and pride themselves on uh, reason and evidence and logic. But reason and evidence and logic are of no use to the masses, to the rabble. And, well, for them, and the rest of us too, there is romance, sentimentality. Which are not the same things, obviously, but in this context, I'll use them interchangeably. And an an elite which doesn't understand this, that the rabble has romance. An elite which doesn't understand that does not understand the rabble and therefore its role in stewarding the rabble and probably doesn't understand itself either. Because the truth is, romance is a part of all of us. Sentimentality, feeling sentimental about things is a crucial human drive and instinct. We are not calculators, and to live like that, and to pretend to pretend that we live like that, and to advocate that everyone else live like that, even the ones who are not equipped to live like that in the short term, to succeed at, at logic and reason in the short term. We can't even succeed with it in the long term, I think, but the rabble can't succeed with it even in the short term. And to advocate that they attempt to do so, I think is deeply mistaken. But furthermore, it reveals that, well, the elite that advocates that does not know itself either. I'll leave it at that. Thank you for watching.